Welcome to We Drink and We Know Things, a weekly podcast doused in alcohol and lit with knowledge. Clinkies! Hello. Hello. What up, everybody? How's it going? Uh, hopefully, it's spring has sprung. It's beautiful yeah. outside. Actually, it's about to storm, but other than that, it's been beautiful. Yeah, it has been nice. Yeah. I'm Tom. I'm Andrea. Yeah, we're the host of this little show, We Drink and We Know Things. The podcast. Oh. And this is a Let's Not Meet episode. Yeah. So uh, if you're new to the show, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you've been around a while, you know this how this works. So we source stories from Reddit uh, on the Let's Not Meet subreddit. We get consent from the authors to read their stories. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of go back and forth reading different ones that we think are interesting. Mm. And it's different than the Reggie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the energy. <laughs> the energy was there. No, so yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with another full episode. Uh, this week's kind of like our birthday week, so we're taking it easy. Yeah. And just uh, just doing one of these. But these are all like creepy, scary, kind of not happy stories for the right. most part. Yeah. Um, and they're all true, too. So that's, that's one of these things. They're supposed Seemingly, to be. Seemingly, yeah, they're supposed to be. <laughs> I believe every one that we've sourced has been true. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to kick this thing off. Okay, cool. Uh, the first story that we're going to read this evening uh, was by uh, a user, Murder of Ravens. Okay. So, a bit of a backstory. Uh, damn! <laughs> Sorry. Andrew just dropkicked the mic. <laughs> so, a bit of a backstory. I'm an 18-year-old female from the UK. This happened in February 2019. I was 16 at the time. I got set up on a semi-blind date, uh, in parentheses we had seen photos of each other, by a mutual friend. And this guy we will call Cameron. He was 19. Cameron seemed like your average guy. Maybe a little too into video games and anime. I I hate to relate to that because he's probably a jerk. But (laughs) same uh, and stuff. But overall, nothing my friend told me about him seemed off in any way. Well, and if your friend set you up, you would think that's to me. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Uh, Our mutual friend gave us each other's numbers and we texted for a night and decided to meet in a Starbucks the next day since we were both free. I never like to meet new people this soon, but I figured since Cameron knew my friend, it couldn't possibly go wrong. How mistaken I was. Oh, no. Oh, no. I arrived slightly early, ordered my coffee, since I never like guys to feel they have to buy for me. Oh, no. There you go. And parked up on a seat facing away from the door and pulled out my book. I may be there 15 minutes, chilling out, and I get a text saying he's here. So I'm like, great, I'm at X table. I feel a presence over my shoulder, and I turn my head slightly in acknowledgement. He must be here. Before I even get the chance to squeak out a hello, his lips latch onto my neck, and he starts sucking (gasps) on my neck. No! What the fuck, dude? What? What the fuck, dude? Now, I don't like people touching my neck at the best of times. I'm very ticklish, and I get super uncomfortable by people touching my neck. Ew. Oh, buddy. The few times I've had massages or hair treatments, I've been holding in my discomfort. And he's latched onto my neck like a leech. Ugh. And this man smells horrendous. Oh, my God. Kind of like dust personified. I freak out and elbow his chest to get him the hell off of me. Yeah, good for you. Uh, He lets go and looks at me with this weird expression on his face and laughs in deadpan. It's really, really creepy, and I start to become alarmed. 
I asked him what the hell that was, and he just says, I thought it was cute. No. Not cute. Fucking assault, dog. Yeah. <laughs> cute in what world? In all caps. Uh, I try to have a conversation. I'm like, okay, first impressions don't mean anything. Let's try and give him a chance. Hell no. No, no, no. But he's just creepily staring at my chest. Also, it's like the first time they've been in person. What if he got the wrong person? Yeah. You know what I mean? Could have easily just have been another girl. Yeah. Yowzers. He's probably watching her. Uh, but creepily staring at my chest, he says, wow, I didn't know Asians could have big boobs like that. I better not let you go. Direct what? quote. I cannot make this shit up. Yeah, I didn't know Asians could have boobs like those. I better not let you go. Ooh, yikes. Man, this dude is a, a literal human red flag. Yeah. Holy shit. I'm distinctly uncomfortable, but I don't want to just run away. He gives me really weird vibes. So I go into the ladies' bathroom and wait for someone else to come in. I asked her to help me get out undetected. I don't want this man following me home or some shit. Smart as yeah, fuck. Yeah, that smart was as smart. Uh, she, of course, agrees and lends me her hat and scarf. Uh, it is February in the UK, after all. And we come out of the bathroom together, and she manages to help me sneak out the back door of the Starbucks without him noticing me. God, that's good. Um, he asked me where I went, but I told my friend... To never mention me. He asked my friend where I went. Sorry about that. He asked my friend where I went, but I told my friend never to mention me again. I was too terrified. Seriously. Yeah. Cameron, why are you hanging out with weirdos? Uh, I know I probably didn't behave well. You behaved very well. Yeah. I should have just told him I was leaving, but honestly, I was just scared. Dear guy who decided it was appropriate to suck my neck before we had even said hello, let's not meet again. Yeah. Holy shit. That is terrible. You actually lasted longer than oh I would have. I would have been like, God. I'm out, dude. You did, did you... all the right things, fam. Ugh. Holy shit. That was crazy, man. Yeah, no. Can you just imagine just sitting no. there reading on a book and someone just starts sucking on your neck? That's so gross, especially COVID time. It's oh. like, ah. Yeah, this was back in like 2016, but I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Jesus. Jeez. Well, I'm glad you're okay. That could have been worse, man. So, did you tell the title of yours? Are we telling the title? Uh, I was going to... Oh, so the actual title of that was My Date from Hell by uh, uh, Rip, uh, Ravens. Yeah, wowzers. Um, mine... Oh, I'm, I'll tell the title at the end, but um, I don't have who it's by. So you know, who'd you oh, say yeah, it this by? one is written by Aurora X Sky. Okay. So, looking into my past, I realized I've had a few stories that could fit into this subreddit. This one I think about a lot and how my life could have changed in a split-second decision so easily. At the time, I was quite young, maybe around six or seven years old, but I still remember it so perfectly. I was in central London for the day with my family, and I was getting to, I was getting to the evening, oh, it was getting to the evening, so we had begun heading home. We don't live too far out of central London, so we were just going to get a taxi to the nearest train station and head back from there. Being so young, inexperienced with the world, and plain stupid, when we got out of the taxi at the train station, I thought it was custom to wave goodbye to taxi drivers as they drove off. Yeah, stupid. Uh-oh. So after I'd finished waving goodbye to the complete stranger of a taxi driver, I turned around and saw my family completely gone, vanish out of thin air. Oh, shit. I was so young, I had no idea what had just happened. They just suddenly weren't anywhere to be seen. Being a short kid, everyone was like giants at this age. It was uh -huh. terrifying. Oh, no. At that moment, everything I ever learned about stranger danger completely went out the window and no longer mattered i was just terrified so i remember choosing to sit on the middle of the pavement and do the only thing i knew how to and just cry hoping my parents would find me soon oh no buddy are you okay i looked up to the side and saw a man sat on a bench next to me but sat in the way where his bum was on the back 
rest bit and his feet were on the seat, making him completely tower over me. I remember the image of him so clearly. I've lost my family. Let me help you find them. I can't remember the exact conversation very well except for the next thing he said. I think I saw them go this way. Follow me. That line has stuck with me ever since. He stood up and took a hold of my hand and started leading me down the road, completely oblivious and just glad that I had an adult with me now. I just calmly went with him. Just as he was about to lead me around a corner of a building, I heard a voice call my name. Oh, my God. My brother, only being two years older than me at the time, had come running out of the train station and seen me just before I was about to be completely, just before I was about to completely disappear out of the sight around another road in London. A few seconds later, running outside, and there's no way he would have seen me. Oh, my God. Can you? She was getting fucking kidnapped. My parents followed and quickly ran out, too, grabbing me away from the man, making sure I was okay. I don't remember what happened to the man after that. Part of my memory says he quickly ran away after my family got me. Another part tells me he stayed and explained to my parents his course of events. None of us really remember. I just know that I'm so lucky I didn't go around the corner with him. I always think about how different my life could have been if I did. Thinking about it, the station entrance was only a few meters from where I'd sat down to cry. It wasn't that busy. The man must have seen my family go into the station, but that's one thing I'm a lucky. That's one thing I'll luckily never know the answer to. Jeez. That was called almost kidnapped. God, that's intense. Can you imagine yeah. some random dude? Come with me, child. Yeah, that's scary. Fuck. Glad you're okay, man. Oh my god, glad you didn't go. Like yeah. That. Fuck. Jeez. Jeez. That could have been terrible. I mean, that could have been, could have been the end of that young person's life. Or, yeah. Just, or, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Terrible. Oh, so this next one is kind of an interesting one because this is a Let's Not Meet about Robert Hansen, oh. who I covered last week. Yeah. Yeah, the Butcher Baker. Yeah, you and you talked about how you had found... Baker Butcher, yeah. Uh, oh, Let's Not Meet. Yeah, I, I, was, I was scrolling oh God, through excited. Let's Not Meets. Unfortunately, I, the username was deleted, so I wasn't able to oh, ascertain okay. their username. But this is about Robert Hansen. Okay, I'm excited. Okay. I was first acquainted with Robert because my grandmother lived in an apartment on 9th and Ingram in Anchorage, Alaska. This was in the late 70s. I would go see my grandma quite often since I only lived a few blocks away. She was always happy for company because she had a hard time getting around and wasn't in the best health. A lot of times my brother would come with me and other cousins would go to visit her as well. My grandmother, with having all of us kids there, would be so happy to see us that she often gave me money to go next door to the donut shop and get a dozen donuts while she made the strongest coffee in the world that you could stand a spoon up in. For some reason, I feel like I, I thought she was going to say she gave me money to go to like the, the neighbor's house. I'm like, why? what are you going to buy from the neighbor? <laughs> go over there, buy whatever they have. Go buy. I don't care how you buy it. Okay, I need it. Uh, okay, so Robert Hansen owned a bakery. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, after knowing Robert for a spell, he got to asking how grandma was. You know, the chit and chat things. He would say he just got some dinner rolls out of the oven and they were still warm and proceeded to wrap them up for me at no charge and to tell grandma that he said hi. Hmm? I thought he was one of the most, uh, I thought he was one of the nicest people to ask about my grandma. And since he knew most of my family that went into his shop, uh, he did those things because we were such good customers and he was a good neighbor too. I knew he kind of liked me, um, more than liked me. But figured he was harmless, nerdy guy who had an eye for the ladies. Hmm. He really had an acne problem. But <laughs> yep. to be fair, I did too, since I also worked in a donut shop. 
standing over a vat of hot grease frying donuts doesn't exactly help the complexion. Mm. So I'm, I'm, it's a different donut shop. She didn't work for the guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And remember, he had a thing for like not young, like not underage girls, but like young women. Yeah, like that was his fucking mo. Yeah, I worked for the donut. He sh- might have still been younger in this time too. Yeah, he wouldn't have been old when they moved to Anchorage. Yeah, yeah, and he—that's right. I'm pretty sure that's right around when he started killing too. Yikes! I worked for the donut tree on Northern Light Boulevard. I was 17 and already on my own. I worked the graveyard shift before that, the swing shift, but switched because the pay was higher if you worked grave. I was trying to graduate high school and pay rent at the same time. A hard row in life. Graduate high school and pay rent? Wow. Getting after it. But I was young and energetic and, more importantly, free. Free to work myself to death for next to nothing. One day, I got this great notion that since Robert always liked me, more than liked me, I thought I would ask him for a job. Oh. Uh, Figured that since I had experience as a donut fryer, maybe I could get a higher wage Plus, his shop was more known and successful. It's odd, but afterwards, I noticed he had an all-male staff. He never did hire females that I'm aware of. He said, of course he'll hire me when and if his donut fryer ever quits. Mm. I never did work for him. Was not in the cards. Thank God. In oh, my the... God. But, like, knowing what we know from the episode, Dude. I'm surprised he didn't hire her. Yeah. Well, he was like, I guess he that hated women. Like, yeah, that's true. But I guess it would have, like, tied her to him. Yeah, if, he would have been able to kill her. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In the mid-80s, it came out that he was a serial killer going around killing street women. Street women. Sex workers. Uh, he would fly them out to the wilderness and hunt them down in cold blood, which we talked about in yep. some detail last week. Yep. Some women he brought home and chained them, uh, had his way with them when his family was out of town. And his wife and children never had a clue. That's all. That all really happened. Yeah. Uh, I would never. I never would have thought that such a kind soul who treated me and my family with such respect and generosity would be would turn out to be a monster. Sometimes I wondered how I escaped him. One time he even picked me up hitchhiking, <gasps> but nothing strange ever happened. Though it did seem a rather quiet ride. I remember asking him stuff in general, but they were like they were like one word answer uh, answers. I thought that was odd given the number of years that I'd known him. Yikes. So what if he was like debating like, am I going to fucking Yeah, I bet he was. Kill you? Am I going to fucking kill you? Ooh. Oh my God. Um, God, to know that you were in the car with a freaking serial killer. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Woo. Uh, turns out you can never really know a person. Can't yeah. even know them by the way they act. It took me a long time afterwards to trust anybody. I really did think of him as a friend. And really thought he couldn't harm a fly. I'm kind of glad my grandmother died before she knew. Oh. So the most p- scary part of this is that he seemed like a normal nerdy guy who had just had an eye for young women. Plus he was a married man, so he's harmless, right? I wonder why and how I escaped from being one of his victims sometimes. I'll never know why. Just glad to be alive to wonder about it. Yeah. Holy shit, bro. That is nuts. That is intense. That is donuts. Yeah. <laughs> Probably a bad time for a for yeah. a pun. Probably a little bit of a bad time. It's always crazy to me when people have their personal stories with like yeah. murderers, serial killers, and stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, like shit. I always wonder if that's gonna like happen one day. Like, like we're somebody we know is gonna end up being like a murderer. It's like, what? Yeah, we, I'm certain that we've met one. I, yeah, probably based <laughs> based on the people the people that I used to run with. I'm certain that we know one. <laughs> wow. Um, what was that called? That was called Robert Hansen was once my friend. Wow, that's wild. That not that crazy? Yeah, and I found that 
while I was doing my Robert Hansen research, which I thought was cool because we do. Yeah, that is cool. Kind of a coincidence. I wish that we had like a like a database where we could like go in and find like a, like find people's stories based off of the stories we covered. Oh my like, god, that'd be cool. That would. Be it's cool. like the people who are like John Wayne Gacy was the My Birthday Clown. It's like what? What the fuck? Crazy. Okay, we got one more. This is a girthy one. Yeah, it is. It's by uh, Yo Socrates. To understand my story, you sort of have to know a tiny bit about trespassing laws in our country and that we don't have any so long as you're respectful and non-destructive. Okay? Okay. You can walk over any hills you like and in my case, camp on any beach of your choosing so long as you leave the area uh, is how you found it. It must be a very peaceful place where you're from. Yeah. I loved... I used to love camping when I was little. Our family would go multiple times a year with a large group of my parents' friends and their kids. On average, there were maybe 10 of us at a time, which was a bit of logistical challenge since we always headed out to this one really remote beach on the coast. Mm-hmm. Actually, we weren't the only ones. There are, always, there are always yachts bobbing just off the shore with people in them and other campers lining up and down the beach. Most of them also had te- children or teenagers, so it wasn't a wild party scene. It was very much an informal family holiday spot. There was even a small building with toilets and showers installed nearby, even though this was the middle of nowhere. That's cool. It's a little campground. Yeah. I guess the local council must have figured it out and got sick of people peeing behind bushes. (laughs) (laughs) We took a trip up in spring 2011. I'm really bad with time, but I know this because I got my dog in winter 2010. After picking her out that November from the shelter as a birthday gift from me to me as I paid her adoption fee. (laughs) That's a great gift. Heck yeah. Reddit, I know you love dogs, and she will be very important to the story later on, so t- let me tell you a little bit about Parmesan. <laughs> Parmesan. Parmesan came to me as a six-month-old puppy who had been rescued from a dog-fighting situation. Oh, no. We have a similar story. Yeah. We're not entirely sure what breed she is exactly, but my best guess is a lurcher slash staffy mix. I don't know. Neither of those things are. It's been a while since I watched those dog shows. Like. <laughs> She is a wonderfully well-tempered dog with people and most dogs, but you absolutely do not threaten her. She'll have you. So by the time I... Sounds like a Drogo. Yeah, of this camping trip, I'd had Parmesan for a few months. She'd never come camping with us before, but far as my family are concerned, dogs go on camping trips. So when we all piled into the car, she came too. I love that. Yeah, me too. And usually, though, none of the family friends can make it. So it was only me, my sister, my dad, and my mom. This must be another... Based on the verbiage, it sounds like maybe it's from English yeah, or European. That's like yeah. the third one. I didn't mind. I know how to pick them. I wasn't that attached to the other kids. I'd rather play with my dog and I still have my sister. Uh, the drive took the best part of six hours and because we'd left a bit later, although I don't remember why we'd left later that nor- than normal, we arrived at sunset. Not a good time to be building a tent, but we'd expected to arrive to other campers already set up and the beach illuminated by campfires. The beach was empty. Oh. In spite of this, my parents started taking stuff out and trying to build the tent. They asked us to fetch some of the lighter bags from the boot of the car while they sat pointing a flashlight at the sand to see properly. I rolled down the window of the car for Parmesan before getting out. It was Parmesan, though. So, I can't get over it. It's, it's so cute. cute. It was pretty hot for the time of year, and I wanted her to have air. Always got to be looking out for my furry little homie. <laughs> As we're fumbling about in the dark on a beach in the middle of nowhere, it's pretty spooky. The one road that led to this beach was circular and had a bridge over the water, meaning you could basically circle around the beach like a big, 
zero shape if you felt like it. I'm assuming that's zero or O shape, but whatever. <laughs> whatever moves you. I wasn't really paying any attention to the road. Similar. I was complaining that I was tired as kids are one to do. After maybe 15 minutes of my dad trying to nail the tent into the sand, my mom's asking me, had, had he seen the car drive around? It's been a few times. My dad kind of shrugged her off. He's sort of like that. I don't know if he uh, said anything back to her, but after a few more minutes, a car pulled up next to ours on the road and someone got out. It was maybe 15 or 20 feet from the cars to where we were, and the light was pretty low, except for the torches. We weren't expecting to see anyone else out here at this point, and I think my mom said it must be the security. I don't know uh-huh. why a random beach would have security. I think what she meant was the wildlife trust or something, as they do occasionally come down to do their nosy. <laughs> their nosy. The nosy. Doing a bit of nosy. Mm-hmm. All right. The guy was walking pretty unevenly. He must have been drunk or high because he had that stagger to him. There was absolutely no way this guy was sober. Cool. A junkie. Not an unusual find, but it's rare to see them in the wild. <laughs> As he walked into flashlight range, he realized he was carrying, whoa, we realized he was carrying a large knife, maybe 15 inches, although I was small at the time, so maybe my sense of scale was off. I don't like my dad, but credit him, oh dang, but credit to him, once he saw this, he got up immediately, holding onto the camping mallet and put us all behind him. The man began to shout wildly at us that we can't camp here, and he was just letting us know. My dad tried to initially be a little bit low-key with the guy and told him that was fine. We'd leave, but this didn't work. He kept coming closer to us. So my dad started shouting, and the man kept shouting back. My sister and I were crying. I remember shaking. I was utterly terrified, as I'm sure sh- anyone would be in that situation. Yeah, it really I'm terrified did, right now. Yeah, it really did seem like this guy and my dad were going to fight. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't fancy my dad's chances. Oh, no. Uh, well, the guy had a freaking knife. Yeah, a 15-incher, that's a big-ass knife. Dude. Yeah, well, it's grim to consider. I'm absolutely convinced he would have killed my dad and possibly us as well once he had done, once he was done, as I don't think my mother would have had the common sense to run with us. <laughs> Dang. Shit. I love her, but she's always put my dad and her relationship with him above us. So there's some stuff going on. Wow, okay. She's letting, hey, she's expressing herself. <laughs> They're expressing yeah, themselves. Exactly. This isn't how it went. Dad. I always sorry. I'm always assume that anytime you're reading a story, it's that a girl. It's a girl. Anytime yeah. I'm reading, it. <laughs> yeah, same. This isn't how it went down. A bolt from the black, like a wolf descending on its prey, took us all by surprise. Most of all, the man with the knife. In that moment, Parmesan was the apex predator large canines represent in nature. She got him good by the arm and clamped down hard, ripping his jacket and <laughs> oh. shredding the skin underneath. Dang. Parmesan shredding. Shredded parm. Shredded parm. He dropped the knife as it had been in the arm she had got him by. He kicked her. Go. He punched oh. her and eventually got her off. He grabbed the knife from the sand and ran back to his car and drove off. Parmesan didn't follow him. He stayed with us, muzzle covered in blood. Holy shit. Good, good buddy. Good Parmesan. Parmesan. Quickly as we could, we gathered our things and all got back in the car. All pretty shook up by the incident. I looked Parmy over. She was okay, but the car's window was much more open than I'd left it. We think that we think what happened was when the shouting started, she must have put her paw on it on the gap I'd left for her, as it was an old car and had the rolly down windows and not an electric button. Rolly down. Mm-hmm. We think she must have been able to hit it with her paw to force it down enough to squeeze out. This is not the end of my story. We were all pretty oh, no. scared, and since we had the dog with us, we couldn't book into a hotel for the night. So my parents decided just to drive home so we could all feel safe, but 
first had to drive into the nearest town for petrol as they were kind of low. I spent the, t- the I spent the time trying to clean Parmesan up a little. I'd love always loved dogs, but what she'd just done for me blew my mind. As we drove into town, we came across a petrol station, but it looked closed. My dad drove up closer to get a better look and stuck his head out the window to get a better look at the sign. My mom asked him what on earth he was doing, and he told her he was trying to see when it opens. Never. My heart fucking sank. Parked in the corner behind a van, so we hadn't seen him at first, was the man with the knife. Oh, fuck. He was sitting on the bonnet of his car, using some tissue paper to clean up his arm. It looked pretty bad. Without stopping to refuel or look anywhere else in town, my dad drove right out of there. He decided to go to the next town over, but the next town over was 60 miles away. 60? Yeah, whoa. We didn't have that much petrol, we realized, as we began driving. We were going to break down. That's fine, said dad. We had, uh, I think it's supposed to be AAA, or is it it AA over there? Maybe, I don't know. We had AA cover. They'd... Come tow us home or at least to somewhere acceptable for the night. Better than staying in the last town. After driving for maybe five minutes, lights flash us from behind. Another car. The same car the man had been driving. Oh, fuck. It was him following us. He must have realized we were low on petrol. The next half hour was one of the worst half hours of my life. I had a complete and utter breakdown, as did everyone else, really. I could tell my parents were trying to keep it under wraps so it wouldn't upset us, but we weren't really little kids. We were both double digits. We knew how dangerous the situation was. Yeah, fuck. I cannot. That's some horror movie yes, it shit is. right there. Dad turned off the radio to conserve petrol. What affects that? M- m- like a little bit. My oh. dad always used to do that shit. That's funny. And the man followed us for 55 miles before he peeled away onto another road. Our fuel meter was on the big red E for empty for the last 10 miles we were driving on fumes. I don't really believe in God, but if he does exist, that was definitely one of his miracles. I bet you if you didn't believe you did that night. Yeah. Once we got there, we drove into a petrol station and refilled to a fuel tank, a full tank before driving the rest of the way home. Oh, my God. Sister and I slept in the car after that. I only woke up once. We made it all the way home. Just grateful nothing worse had happened that night. After getting some sleep, my mom phoned the non-emergency line for the police and reported what had happened. They never got back to her after that, but apparently the woman she spoke to said that they may wish to in the future, as he matched the description given of a suspect wanted in relation to a murder charge. No! No idea if he actually was the guy or just a random psycho. As I said, they never got back to her. So what's the takeaway then? Other than crazy man on the beach, let's not meet. Well, for me... It's that I love Parmesan. She's still with us now, old as the hills, and twice as grizzled as one of my mom's friends likes to joke. I don't know why she did what she did that day. I couldn't tell you what her thought process was. What I do know is that this poor puppy was born into an environment where they were abused and neglected, only to be rescued and taken to a shelter where her mother and siblings all found homes before her. Despite how badly people had treated her, when I took her home, she never forgave but only forgot. Uh, But wait. When I took her home, she forgave but never forgot. I think the saying is I never trust a person who doesn't like a dog, but I always trust a dog when they don't like a person. Yep. They have a very good understanding of human body language and think she must have understood how much danger we were in. If you're able to, please adopt. You might find yourself in a situation like mine one day. I promise you if you're willing to save a four-legged friend's life, they will pay you back tenfold if they're able to without a thought for their own safety. Oh. 
I oh what is it euros is it euros yeah it's euros I paid 78 euros for parmesan's adoption fee which is a lot when you're a kid but it chills me to my bones knowing if I hadn't been so instant on a dog I might be dead Wow. Wow. Good for the dog. Way to go, Parmesan. So this is called Why I No Longer Go Camping and Why I Really Love My Dog by Yo Socrates. Yo Socrates. Yo Socrates. Wow. What a crazy story. What a what a good what, a, what not, it's never good, but what a what a, a, a stressful series of stories those yeah. were. Wow. Good little bundle of Good little bundle of, of just anxiety. That's not moot. That was stressful. That last one was stressful. Yeah, good thing they had the dog. Yeah, buddy. That's scary. And it'd be like having what somebody. What a fucking adorable name for a fucking it dog. It is really cute. And have somebody following you and then. For 60 miles. You're like about to run out of gas. That's with terrifying. Your kids. Yeah. In That's the crazy. car. Yeah. You are the kid. Yeah. Seriously. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. glad. First of all, I'm glad everybody's okay. Yeah. Seriously. Holy shit. Um, That's the good thing about most of these situations is people come, come out, out okay. <laughs> they don't always come out unscathed, but they yeah. always live to tell the tale for sure. Yeah. Well, folks, if you have a story of your own like this, you doesn't. We don't have to find them uh, just on the Let's Not Meets, you yeah. know. Um, or if you have your own ghost story, we just recently did a listener story for that kind of stuff. Yeah, anything paranormal, yeah. UFO, anything like that. Yeah, Hit us anything. Up. Hit us up. We would love to read your stories. We love those. Love those. For we sure. Love that shit. Uh, so oh, you can email us at We Drink We Know Things Podcast at Gmail. Oh. Good Follow us on the social plug. medias. Leave us a five out of five star review if you could. That would be lovely. Yes, on iTunes. That would be dope. Additionally, we have a new little thing we're doing. Oh yeah, I forgot. Um we don't we you know we we you know we're just doing this for fun for the most part, but we love that we have a few listeners now. So if you guys want to support the show, there's mm-hmm. a really cool and easy way to do it nowadays. Uh we joined buymeacoffee.com. Mm-hmm. So uh you can essentially go on there. Donate, leave a message, or just follow us on there because it's kind of like a Patreon. They're going to launch, like, you can post podcasts and stuff on there soon. Oh, cool. And that might be the route we go if, if, if and when we do that. But you can find that at buymeacoffee.com slash W-D-A-W-K-T pod. Or if you go to our Instagram, yeah, the link's there's in the a bio. link in the bio. And if you can, yeah, you can donate, like, what is it, like... Yeah, you can buy us. Uh, well, I changed it to buy us a beer. Buy us a beer. Buy us a beer. Uh, and I think there's tears uh, of it, but I think it's like five bones. Yeah. And literally every cent will go to literal alcohol that we're going to drink Heck on yeah. the show. So, and we'll be we'll be shouting out anybody that 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 supports us on yeah. on our on our full episode. Absolutely. So, guys, thank you so fucking much for listening. Thanks yeah. for hanging out. Thank you. Hell yeah. Have a good one. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Wash your hands. Um, <laughs> ham sandwich. We'll see you guys uh, next week. Clinkies. For full one. Yeah. Take care. Bye. Clinkies. Oh, yeah, sure. Bye.